0: Too. omnipotent idiots your local um what do you call regular talk show of dumb motherfuckers that get together on a on a weekly by weekly basis to give you some information that you may or may not know already in maybe a somewhat comedic form anyways thanks for joining us today it's me and Stacy Jamie's not here And uh, we are joined by our old friend Nunez, old Noonie boy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. Stacy, you got a. You brought Noonie on here today. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of y'all's thing. (laughs) Uh, Also, I'm sick as fuck. (laughs) So, been dying most of the week. So, bear with me because I'm going to be coughing my ass off. Um, so, Stacy and Noonie kind of organized this episode to talk about Noonie being a first generation American? Yes. Say. Yeah,
1: so we had an episode before with another one of our friends, Elsa, who came over the border illegally as a kid. And so, sort of her story and how things happened with her and what she's going through now. But, your. Your story is a little bit different because you were you like your family came over and then you were born here right? You were born in New York? Yeah. In Queens, New York.
2: Yeah. And interesting. That would be definitely another perspective entirely. I know some of my family has gone through some of that stuff. I'm not sure where exactly it was. I believe it might have been in the U.S. border but it also might have been down in uh, South America. So I guess to start off I uh, my family is from Bolivia, as far as we can trace back to, I mean, we're, Bolivia's really diverse, so we have one part that's like hot as hell, tropic, Another it's like desert, but high altitude, cold, and everything almost in between. Uh, it was nice, it was nice going over there, I go there just about every year now to try to see my dad, he, he ended up eventually going back. But, yeah, yeah, so
1: where to begin? So what was it, like, uh... Like,
0: Sorry. Like, I've met
1: your mom a few times, and she still, her English is not that great. Yeah. So uh, how is, what was what was that like growing up? Because he
0: does because you grew up in New York, like, yeah. your whole life, but he doesn't have, like, a New York accent.
2: No, really. I don't, uh... The thing is, when I was little, my first language was actually Spanish, and it was, mm the whole Spanish speaking household yeah yeah. And, uh, you kind of look le- like
0: Diego no thank you thank you
2: <laughs> <laughs> asshole so uh, it was actually in kindergarten where I started learning a lot more of the English and then I uh, from what I can recall I mean it just kind of swapped over from there like the little Spanish that I did have basically growing up I kind of stopped there and then just going proceeding on with schools since school was like my main focus at that time and it was more English based so I did I didn't develop the Spanish as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Instead, I actually developed that a little, little bit later, not like going back and back and forth
1: to Bolivia. Uh, yeah. So, what was it like? Like, were you your family's translator? Because you have older siblings. Yes, yes. I have two
2: sisters right now. The closest one right to me now. is uh, is seven years old, uh, seven years apart from here from me. I did have two older brothers too, but both of them died. Okay. over there in Bolivia so right now <laughs> hence the use of terms we're not gonna do the
0: dark time Yeah, <laughs> this is the happy episode I mean well we might talk about that later I don't know
2: Yeah, but uh, both of them died over there in uh, Bolivia I mean most of South America and most of the Central America they're still pretty much third world countries I mean they're developing they're developing now don't get me wrong but even during uh, just a few decades ago really um, just medically technologically technology over there was pretty archaic yeah to say the least yeah. so
1: i guess we'll just jump into that so wh- right. well well before we jump around too much the um your your two were, were they also born in new york
2: no no, no. my two older sisters uh, were born in south america okay like i said with my the closest sibling that's age-wise to me is seven years old okay you, know, you met her my little
1: yeah, so how how were um were they here? How how did they get here? From with my father and my mother. So okay. as as a whole family
2: unit, they decided to move over here from my aunt, who basically paved the way for all of us.
1: And you were telling me before, like your aunt had some struggles when she first came over. Oh yes,
2: I I remember going back to me finding out that story, I was probably like twenty ish. 19, I was still young And uh, it was when I went back to New York And my other aunt was still Was still there And we just got into talking about the passes uh, Growing up, I, I didn't really think Much much of anything, you know uh, A lot of the things I did take for granted And I didn't know how, In what social standings we were at then It wasn't really until I went into the military Where freaking a lot of my viewpoints started opening And I uh, met this crazy bastard Swingy over here <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, done that
0: uh introduction yet so uh, uh Nunez and I met uh the first day of the army and somehow we ended up getting identical bookings the army basically put us together from day one until our the end of our contracts. I don't know cool. why the the army did that. It was kind of weird, but it was awesome. I had like, literally, like they talk about you have a battle buddy. The army gave me my battle buddy. I mean, we we instant like we made friends initially, and then I don't know how the army picked up on it, but just kind of stuck us together the whole way. So it was it was dope. It was awesome to have that of like that progression and that person who knew exactly what you were going through. And, like, we, a lot of the time, like, early on, like, in boot camp and shit, we were literally, like, roommating together, and then, um, later on, we would be, like, housed, like, fucking two apartments away from each other, essentially. So, it was, it was literally, like, stuck us, yeah, yeah, we We were in the fucking same class in A.I.T., Like, just everywhere. We got stationed together. We got put into the same fucking class session. Like. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. And then got the same duty station. And then got the same platoon. And then got the same, uh, what do you call it within that, the... Dude, I'm so bad with the fucking rank and <laughs> You forget? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, same we were... squad and fucking line oh, lines. Oh, yeah, line two. you were the
2: 239, the M2, well, the saw gunner. And I figured that was uh, the two, Grenadier. 249. Two, yeah, Jesus.
0: It's nuts. Anyways, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, that's how we end <laughs> the book in the military, that was two thousand nine. So, Holy shit, I guess I, I just,
2: what, I'm realizing this right now. I was like, "Holy fuck!" I thought this kind of got me stumped. I was like, "Duh." It really yeah, is. Holy fuck. Ten fact. years
0: ago. That's a fucking and it was around this time. Um, what we went in in September. September. 9th. I remember my my fucking flight to basic training was nine nine oh nine, and I thought some final destination shit was about to happen. <laughs> I thought we were going down, but but. That shit was fucking nuts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, going back to that's just damn. That was a hell of a hell of so a recap. what I
0: was trying to get was, what year is this? When, um, when did your parents come over, and when did your aunt come over?
2: My parents, no, like I said, I was still in the testicles, so freaking a good amount. I think when they got here, my sister, my Lou, might have been eight. I, I, I can't really tell you for sure. I'm probably sure that they told me, but uh, I kind of forgot.
0: <laughs> did they, was it uh, legal? did they come legally?
2: He, yes, my family did. Uh-huh. Like, my my father, my mother, and my two uh-huh. sisters did. Before that, from what I understand from my aunt's part, from my father's side of the family, that was a... Uh, I'd say borderline. Because she was basically indentured servant to a family over here. So, from what I could remember, what we had spoken about, because it was a big, big thing back then uh, with my family, especially even to the point where they followed... Well, the family that had taken her over there had uh, followed her back to Bolivia and tried to do the same thing. So, the rest of my family got involved. And from my other aunt, the eldest out of all all the siblings... From my dad's side, she got really involved, and that's who I was talking to. And uh, I'm not sure what the circumstances were for that, but uh, it was this well, well, it was this white family that had ended up going to Bolivia, and uh, were I believe they were just looking for cheap labor at that time point in time, and because of the, the basically flux of different the what the currencies were at that time and let's say at this point in time i think the dollar is worth six bolivians over there that's uh, the currency that they use It's basically bolivians or pesos so over there i believe it was actually expanded a lot more and uh well they had brought her over with hopes like oh no you'd be gaining this amount of money you know and they calculated it over and like oh crap she's gonna be making a lot of money compared to over there but over here, it wasn't it wasn't anything, really. It was barely enough to get some food. Mm. But when they had brought her over here, then they got her a workers' visa. And in that, uh, they basically took away all her documentation, took away her passport. Over there, they don't have licenses. They call it carne de entidad. It's basically like a license, but it has other personal information. And you could also travel in between other South American countries with that. They had taken that, and they basically took everything uh, during that times. I think they were just writing letters, really. I mean, phone, well, long-distance phone was very expensive. Yeah. At that times and, um, sure. well, from there, it was a big struggle. I mean, they basically working her to death, and, uh, you know, she was thinking about going back, but luckily she had, like, my, well her other siblings my aunts and my uncles like that were kind of helping her too you know, I've, she eventually ended up getting what was it, visas for, uh, for the rest of the family, for all her of her siblings and that's eventually when my dad decided, well prior to that the other siblings had went up here and the eldest of all the siblings had went up there and saw the condition and was like infuriated and um, like, demanded that they give back like, all the paperwork and all that, and uh, they were like, No, we're not, not doing that. And you know, they couldn't really do anything because they weren't American, you know, they we're just here on visitation. And uh, so, from there, since she got the visas from my other family, there's actually family members that took advantage of that, used the visa to come over, and eventually uh, got the residency from the residency, they transformed that into the citizenship. And from there, I was born uh, it was uh, citizen from birth yeah and uh, well my sisters became citizens like I'm not sure what time frame might have been in conjunction with me or before or after and after that was my mother and then uh, my father was the last one
1: what I mean, made y'all, what, what made the family decide on New York? Was there anywhere else in between when they came over, or was it straight well, to New York?
2: during these times, you have yeah, to take into account. There is no internet. There is, like, phones were a commodity, you know. Television, if you even had the money for that, what you would get is just, you know, something free, or you try to rob so it you can. talking about in Bolivia? I'm just, yeah, yeah. In Bolivia, I mean, but just everywhere, too, <clears and throat> during those times, too. I mean, even in the US, it wasn't really popular. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it, late 80s, early 90s. No, oh. earlier than that, actually. <laughs> call,
0: me, call me nights
1: and weekends. When did you, um, yeah. when did you were, did you were born <coughs> late sorry. 80s, right? No, 91. 91? You
2: know I'm saying? Just swinging. Okay. Mm-hmm. My family was already established here for quite a while before that. Okay. And so, you know how, like, even if you go anywhere in the world today, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm from America, what's, like, the first place people think of Yeah, New, New York, York, New York, or freaking... Like, maybe one of these other more popular places. In the way of New York. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> how there's uh, an influx of so much immigrants over there. I mean, apart from, like, uh, the history of Ellis Island and everything mm-hmm. else, it was just kind of a mecca for immigrants to go there. They really didn't know what yeah, else was out there. Yeah, that's a place where there. there's always work. Yeah, true, in a big city. Yes and no. I mean,
1: during the Great Depression, too, it was a freaking... it's was shit like, you couldn't find work, but... Yeah, I just didn't, I was wondering if they're, if your family had like, all right, well, let's go here, and then they didn't like it, and they went to New York. No, the thing is, most immigrants, that's like,
2: let's say, let's revert my statement, not just immigrants. The human, I guess, psychology, well, we're instinctively afraid of what we don't know. That's one of our survival instincts, as you will. That's what has allowed us to survive throughout all these through all these freaking decades, and since we started building colonies, and I mean, even even before then, I mean, Homo erectus, even Homo sapiens, those were the instincts that eventually led, led us to where we are now. And, uh, that same form of thinking, like, they're afraid of what was out there. Just getting to the U.S. was a big step. They didn't know what the heck was out in the rest of the U.S. I mean, the U.S. is freaking huge. Yeah. I mean, what, the U.K. is the size of freaking...
0: Yeah, that shit, that always trips me up, how, like, European countries are the size of our states, Mm -hmm. like, we're like, oh, yeah, international travel is insane, and for them it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to fucking, we're going over to Tennessee. That's
2: why I find it funny when so many people try to, like, uh, compare and contrast their doctrine to our doctrine. I mean, you're trying to compare... What we have in a population in one small state, yeah, and in New York's in New York's case, in one city, it's a whole freaking small little nation. I mean, well, I mean, then you work.
0: could, I mean, if really, then you get into the argument of states' rights, like you know, which allows Colorado and other places to have you know legalized marijuana and shit yeah, like that. That's
2: basically cause we're because we're the United States. Every state is sovereign. Yeah. Now, for example, in today's issue right now, in Bolivia. They're revolting right now. There's already been a bunch of injured people. There's already been deaths as well. There's like a revolution happening because socialism was entering over there. And, well, socialist ideas, people are on board with that. I mean, it favors one sect of people over the other, truly. And people are just getting tired of that. And, uh, well, right
1: now there's two different factions over there that are basically fighting on it. So tell me about your, your, your childhood growing up, like uh like doing the was your what did your family own businesses? what they were they did they just work at regular spots? What was it like? Like were you Yeah, were you they translator here, for They moved of stuff?
0: here and instantly owned business. Over well, here. But he, he said over he was already established
2: house. when he were when yeah. he was born. Over here, over there, over there is a whole completely different story from over here. Like over there, my mom was basically like born. What they call the country over there, but it really is a jungle, like the Amazons. And where she grew up is basically freaking, they go out, and like, there was freaking, that was just wildlife there. Like, what people pay a shitload of money just to, like, see from here over there. That's what she was born in, you know? And uh, her father died. So her
0: home she... is burning right now? No. No, no, no. That's
2: the main part of Brazil and also a part in one of the departments over there in, uh, in Bolivia. One of the departments? Yeah, departments over there, they call it departamentos, but it's akin to a state. They, okay. I remember a while back, I don't keep up with the politics over there, it doesn't really affect me. But I remember they were trying to go for autonomy, kind of similar to what the states have over here. There was a lot of infighting. The Hispanic uh, countries have always had a lot of infighting between themselves or between other countries. Yeah. They're, not, well, they're but it's, united you people. You
1: can't trust but, brown
0: people. <laughs> but it's similar to the united states where you have indigenous people and then you have uh spanish-based people and like right the mix they have of yeah. of, of a history of slavery as well just mm-hmm. like we have here in the states you know yeah. what i mean people don't think about that like people over there
2: aren't as sensitive as they are over here with all that subject I mean, they even played. No, the
0: game. but they're more, they're more like violent towards each other, aren't they? Yeah, more violent. I mean, So that's just what just I'm saying. Event. Like, here we're more sensitive about it. You see more fucking shit written down, but there's not down there. It's more hand to hand and like.
2: You know. I mean, just think about it. a couple decades ago over there. Like, they, when well, my mom used to tell me, like, within disputes, it was kind of the, the in her terms, was the law of the rifle. So let's say me and Stacy are both brown, he's a little bit lighter than he is right now. Freaking, uh, he has a plot of land over there. I have a plot of land, and so we get into a dispute because one of my cows went over there to his place, and he decided to kill it and eat it. And I know you're gonna give me back, you're gonna give me back either another cow or the money. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna do shit. It was in my property. So if I decided to kill him for that, for that dispute, his family had the right to come and find me. And do that there's no intervention within the state or law or anything really so that's, that's how this used to be freaking handled so it's like the wild west kind of used to be used to be. blood law I guess you could say it's akin to that uh, but yeah so her father died pretty early in her life and she was sent to the city when she was I think 11 11 years old
0: to like an orphanage, no, or? no,
2: she's like her, I, from what I understand, her mom just like sent her to the city and just like survive. You know, oh, she's girl. like,
0: Oh, you're like a street kid now.
2: No, there's they weren't really considered kids back then, You just like go over there, work. Oh shit, it was, okay, yeah, there was no such, <laughs> it was also, it was like, Oh,
0: you're an adult, hey, here's fucking,
2: uh, yeah, welcome, uh, get a job, you bum, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I understand Wait, afterwards. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs>
0: uh, well, <clears throat> call me on my bullshit. So
1: but I'm, I'm I'm going back to what I was asking like what was it like for because you were basically you said English was your second language when you started in school mm-hmm. and then both of your sisters were were here as well in school. Mm-hmm. What was that the like the the was it was it a culture shock for everybody was it were you did you assist with translation because like i said you yeah your I, mom, I would, yeah my mom still with, isn't that great with english yeah i would
2: assist with a lot of translations yeah when i was younger and in my in retrospect looking back at like my, my sisters and all that mm-hmm. they were basically like the ones that really raised me because both my family both my parents were freaking always out working yeah like my dad would sometimes hold three different jobs time. <laughs> just work that so with my mom and i would i would hardly see them so I remember uh through my infancy, like my sisters would really help me out and since we had such a wide age gap between them, like they they were they'd had that ability to actually help me out with school work okay. and just life. The thing is, uh, when you're young you're a little bit oblivious of like the whole situation. Like I remember when I was uh, a little bit later, what was it? Probably I was still in elementary school, about to go to middle school. You would still I would go to like other people's houses and freaking play their games and freaking and put there. Like their family will like feed me too. Like they would. I I realize now like they kind of felt sorry for me. But then I thought they were just nice people. So, but they would like feed me, and, I'm, and they would freaking like dude I mean, be I, to, they I would. Were I would, I would were be,
0: also nice to you. Yeah, yeah. They, it's not like they weren't. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not.
2: I'm not saying that they were like just from that aspect. But I kind of understand now. Like a lot of people just kind of felt sorry. Like, uh oh, like this kid doesn't have much. I I didn't understand. I, I didn't realize that. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's
1: why I keep you around now. I
0: <laughs>
2: No, because I remember like one of my kid, uh, one of my friends uh, when we were kids. Like he was also kind of, yeah. At that point, I was like kind of asking like what I had and freaking. I was like, oh no, like I don't have freaking this game. <laughs> like, I don't have this as well. And he's like, oh my god, what the hell do you do? And like his mother like straight up was like, stop it. I was like, Why? I mean, like I, I was oblivious to that point. I mean, when you're young, you don't really give a fuck. Yeah, when you you're, have all this, necessity. you don't understand
1: that you're poor. You just like, this is, this is what it is. <laughs> I mean,
2: i never had anything to complain about. I mean, I always had food when I was young. I had clothes and oh and
1: no, there, there was I can definitely tell you had some hardships with food with how you how, how you handle food today. Like you don't you don't it's throw easy. shit away. Like if something's been in the refrigerator for seven days, you're like, no, I'll eat it. <laughs> that's a bit of an exaggeration statement
0: no it's not no it's it's
2: not no it's not but yeah uh, as far as translations and stuff yes that would help them out Uh, but since there are so many immigrants over there in New York there wasn't really a necessity for a lot of people to practice their English and all that since basically they went from one norm to almost the same norm they really didn't get out of, like, their box.
0: Yeah. So they live in... Because Spanish, like, the Spanish that Bolivians speak is pretty across the board. The same Spanish that all most other Spanish speakers. Yeah,
2: but throughout most, most Spanish is very understandable between all Hispanic nations. Granted, like, a little bit of the dialects and the slang differ. Yeah, it's 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 pretty similar. I mean, we
1: we can. So understand. is there is there like I know there's a large Hispanic community in the New York area, but is, is there a large Bolivian community? When I was growing up, no,
2: not really. Okay. But uh, it eventually expanded, and I'd say right now, I mean, I don't really keep up with it, but from what I've seen, it seems like it expanded a big amount because uh, my sisters still are still kind of um, mingle with the the Bolivian community over there. That's, like, they do events now. Like, they in their culture, like, they do... There's a lot of folklore things that are involved. So they do that in parades. they present presented and all that. And it's uh, something that she likes, so... Well, they like. So they do that. So what pushed you to the military? Uh, well... <laughs> when I was younger, I really didn't understand what was happening, but, like, when September 11th happened... It was just kind of like just changing for everybody, you know.
1: Because you were still you were still in New York when it happened. Yeah,
2: I was still in New York, and freaking on every news station, we saw people how they were just jumping out of like the, the buildings. They sh- they showed all that footage live. And how, how old far old? is
0: that from your house?
2: Like from the train,
0: it's about an hour away. Yeah. And how old were
1: you? I can't remember, dude. It was two thousand. Well, I was so, in fifth grade. Yeah, so probably so the same thing. fifth grade, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Because yeah. I was in high school. Because
2: I remember going outside, and because uh, they locked all the kids in the school. Like, they okay. had a lockdown, and they called every parent to come and physically pick up their kid. I was just, I, at that time, I didn't understand what was happening. I was just like, all right, I guess we're doing something cool. But next thing I know, my dad comes up, and he never leaves his work like to do, How? like, all that. And freaking going out of the school, How I looked up, whole- and I saw the... Freaking! You could see all the freaking raptors just going fucking towards in the my dust head and, everything. and everything. How did the
0: school talk to your parents? The school had pretty proficient Spanish speakers on staff.
2: Yeah, since it's such a diverse, diverse age, people, yeah, they they had uh, bilingual teachers in there as well, right. and it was a school that also had like an ESL program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The f- fifth is still elementary, isn't it, or is that middle school? Yes, right? yes. Yeah, so I
0: mean, and where I'm from. Yes, yeah, K through like five. <laughs> yeah, K through five, six yeah. to eight. So then, that so
2: that particular right. school that I was in had right. an ESL class, and that's where basically I learned my okay. English, and I caught it up pretty quick. Okay. So by so did grade.
0: your ESL teacher have an accent? That's what I'm trying to know. get at is how do you not have a New York accent?
2: Like I did. People think that, like, that accent is really prevalent, but it's really not. It was her.
0: I also, yeah, I don't I, they, know, they, they, because it's so transient, too. Like, mm-hmm. was your...
2: Like, if you go up north, uh, New York, yes. You, you could tell yeah. the accents. Like, I went with, you remember Howie Howard? Yeah. Uh-huh. Brandon Howard. I went up with him up to Tyrone, but New York. But, dude,
0: Queens, like, listening to, because that's where you're from, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, listening to anybody from Queens, you know that they're like, that's a fucking Queens thing. No, it's,
2: people tend to exaggerate whenever they leave like their home place. Like you see that, especially yeah. you see that over there with freaking all of a sudden they leave the place of your origin, they have a stronger accent than they left with. Guy, Same yeah. thing over here, freaking somebody leaves from the south, they have a stronger accent than they came back with. No. Yeah. There might be something uh physiological with that, but uh yeah,
1: maybe. Fair
0: enough. Nuni,
1: the fucking psychologist. So, can you now, now? that that's another revelation that I didn't even really think about. I like how did that? How did that day process for you?
2: Afterwards, uh, leaving the school was was just confusing. That kind of just kind of put me. I would say starting to be more aware, more cautious. I guess after that, going home. Like I said, my father would never really leave his work like, to, to do something mundane, like, picking me up or something. Like, straight up, my mother and father had left me at school one time until, like, 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon until, like, the teachers was like, all right, we have to go home. Just walk home. <laughs> so um, I just kind of found it odd. And I, when he was explaining it to me, I didn't understand him at first. I thought he said something happened, like, with the tree because we had, like, a big tree over there gonna, in the Rockefeller Center. I was like, oh, I went burned burn down. That's sad. But no, uh we come back to the house come to find out. Just a month prior, we were up in the towers. We were taking pictures, like the whole family had went up there. And like I remember going up to the towers, like looking down, like it looked like the cars were like ants almost. I was like, Oh my gosh But it was, they were really spectacular, that was something to behold. But uh after that it was just I don't know, it was just like in shock and just kinda shook. I was like, What type of people would freaking do this? and then of course I ended up escalating to well, terrorists, and that, and then since New York is very liberal and left, left winged, like uh, of course all the slander against president's having, you know, oh, how was our own government, this other crap, and then it was it was at that point in time I started really really realizing like the divide within within the state itself and within the cities, but. I felt like I needed to do something, but I didn't know what I needed to do, and I know, like, college wasn't, like, the right answer. I mean, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do with my life at that point in time. I was like, what can I really do to give back? And then when I was 15, I started going to the recruiter's office and started talking to them. Shortly after, I forged my mother's signature, (laughs) and I had my dad go along with it, so I had the paperwork set and ready to go before I was 17. I just had to wait for... uh, for me to graduate high school, to leave. So,
1: yeah. I here you go.
0: G I Jose, I G I. Completely selfless, the opposite of my story. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I, it, like I said, the, the army really helped me just the military in jordan really just helped me like expand my way of thinking i got to meet different people like swing too also like, introduced me to a lot of new things another
1: form of thinking as well so that helped a lot did you grow up super religious with, with was your family catholic strong catholic yes they
2: were catholic yes we did go to do all that stuff but my parents partly because they were so busy working to make sure that we had food and clothes mm-hmm. and books like to go to study um No, ultimately they just left the decision up to us, like do whatever like my dad and my mom saying do whatever you feel right, you know. If it feels right to you, you feel something inside, I mean, keep on doing it. I mean, if it doesn't, don't try something new and then now all of us eventually found like where we're where we're at and uh my oldest sister became uh she's pretty religious now, not to wear like ah, you're going to hell or anything but freaking actually believing about in bettering yourself and bettering your family cohesion and all that and uh and she, and she got really deep into that sort of doing helping things out in the community. my other sister well right now she's um she had her first child, so she's dealing with that right now, and of course you know my story
1: yeah so how did you go is she, is she still Catholic?
2: um Christian I believe okay.
1: That. okay.
2: I'm Christian, but uh, in all honesty, it doesn't really matter what you call yourself. Like, I mean, as long as you believe in God, I mean, you believe Jesus is his son and you believe that he loves you. I mean, you know, that's pretty much a pretty good standing well, point. Well, you can't, you can't I
1: mean, or else what? You kind of just contradicted yourself, though. Like, what does it matter which one because, like, some some of them don't believe in Jesus, yeah, so it's still or a, yeah. believe
0: that God is his yeah. son or Well, all right, I'm,
1: I'm using my myself more of an example,
2: but it freaking as long as you're using it for bettering yourself bettering your family I mean
1: does it really matter? I thought, yeah, I was just well because I mean it's still a it's, it's still kind of a conundrum to me how you how you chose Mormon
2: Church of Latter-day
1: Saints it's just things just kind of uh, felt right I mean and
2: kind of how was, the whole thing was swinging too things just started falling into place and then just the people that were around there too they were just kind people I mean I mean I could tell that there wasn't really any bad intentions with them and it wasn't like they like oh you have to do this you have to do this and it's like they presented their facts I mean it was weird like um, from my understanding as well we're not supposed to be pushing our religion on anybody else it's freaking like you should be believing this you should be believing this I and mean, we have our do- we have our doctrines we have our our, our religious texts I and mean, we still use uh, the same bible I mean uh, King James Third, and we will present all that I mean if you read it, you feel it to be true. I mean, maybe, I mean, they're always there. Just contact them. Oh, I mean, if not, I mean, I can be like, all right. I mean, like, you need to, you need to do all of this. Is
0: are you? You're not, but you're not practicing, are you? Are you a practicing Mormon?
2: Like pra- <laughs> Well, describe practicing. I like, mean, do, do, you do you I talk still to believe you? in God? Yes. No,
0: no, no. I mean, like, do you? Am I
2: very active?
0: Yeah, I guess.
2: In, no, I'm not very active. Like, do, you do I talk su-
0: to people from the church?
2: From time to time, yes. It's, they mostly call me up, and like, I'm a horrible person. like I suck at calling people let like me I, ask I suck at you calling this. y'all.
0: How active are you in the church? Or how involved are you in the
2: church? I, I wouldn't say I'm very active at all. You know, like, it's the same thing with y'all. You know, I suck at contacting y'all. It's usually y'all that contact me. And the same thing with the church. They, they do the same. They call me and they're like, hey, how are you doing? Like, is everything good? You need help with anything? Alright, cool. Just checking up on you. I would love to see you again. Alright, cool. You. Bye. That's basically it.
0: So you're as involved as you want to be. Isn't yeah. yeah. Cool. Works for me. You want to take a break?
1: Yeah, we can take a quick break.
0: Alright, sounds good. We'll be back in a minute.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're back from our break uh, so with with coming up as a uh, first generation American with with immigrant family and everything else how did that and and then going in the military how, how did how do you look at the current immigration situation in the United States?
2: it's um it's a good point to look upon as well we could see it from kind of both. Point both point of views and see what are the ups and downs. Of course, within anything in life, there isn't something that's slowly going to be positive or solely going to be negative. Now, let's take a look at it from the monetary point of, point of view. Let's say, what do our percentage of our taxes actually pay for? And in reality, it goes into it goes into different stuff as well. I mean, take a whole freaking hours to explain everything more than likely but um the what to explain all of it so it would be it would take some time more oh, okay. time than we have right now and uh to that point of view like with with a lot of these undocumented people when they work they aren't paying those taxes now there are some states have kind of mitigated that like say for example florida you don't pay state taxes but the taxes on their products are a lot higher hence that's how they get their taxes but uh, there, are pe- or there are also people who say, oh, that'll be, that's kind of being indifferent to the rich people because pe- rich people aren't going to be spending as much. But in contrast, yes, they do. They usually spend their money on like, stuff that they don't really need anyhow. Okay. So it, it, like I said, there is no perfect system. So yes, in that, in that method, uh, there is a lot of money that's just getting diverted. Second thing, with my experience with a lot of uh, the immigrants back in New York, I would see that a lot of people would work get their money and then send that money back to their country of origin essentially taking money out of the current economy and sending it somewhere else instead of having it actually circulate and probably build upon here because if we look at it with the country what does it need to survive it's one of the biggest thing is its export and its imports this country can remain stable if it's uh, if the amount that it's exporting will equal out to the amount that it's importing and kind of just remain stable. But um, if we're importing a lot more than we're exporting, eventually we're, it's going to catch up to us and we're not going to be making any money and we're going to see ourselves in, like, a hard time. And that's just basic economics, you know. That Just kind of go... With the rough overview, and I see from the other side as well, there are a lot of these families that are very hard workers and they come over here and to try to make a a new life for themselves, right? And a lot of things aren't easy, and you know, for a lot of people, it would be hard to move like from that original place that they were at. For example, my family in New York, like they didn't really know much about uh, what was outside of New York, you know, and that in that retrospect, it is kind of hard to say, you know. Like, oh, like, immigration is bad and all, like... You know, they, there are people that are hard workers, but I've also seen a lot of people that wouldn't work, wouldn't do anything, and would also collect, like, welfare and all of that. And we're, those were the people that would usually just be, like, living on drugs, like, peddling drugs, and freaking something, like, to the youth over there. And it's just like, uh, yeah, that's not quite right. not saying that freaking all of those are, like, immigrants or anything. Uh, not at all. But freaking... Um, you know you kind of do see that more over there you know and granted uh the way I would like this is my own personal view of just like the situation would to be maybe to ease that process of getting a visa and' or getting the residency for for certain individuals because I know for uh, one he won't, he want his father when he sending in his uh, the paperwork in. I think he was saying it took him about seven years to get a response. And when he got the response, he came over. If that could be facilitated, I mean, a little bit better. I mean, and they'd be freaking documented from the get-go. I mean, that's also putting money into the economy from whatever they work. Part of that is going to go into taxes. I mean, the state, the local community roads or whatever they use it for. And just to make that process a little bit simpler. And also maybe, heck, I don't know, just be able to track like I guess numbers I I, you know honestly I didn't put too much thought into it but I just see like this would kind of help as well that's why I do understand where a lot of people are coming from there are also other methods as well I'm not just saying right now like oh this is a dire situation right now to, to that point at the moment
0: but yeah You're blowed. Your jaw is... You have a jaw drop. Whoa. Your fucking jaw is touching the floor right now. Give me a give me a summary on what just happened in your fucking brain.
1: You remember um, on, on <coughs> the movie... It was an Adam Sandler movie where he went back to school mm-hmm. and he had to do the debate. And he went on that long rant and the teacher was like, you used a whole lot of words... But I don't understand a fucking thing you just said, and you <laughs> did not answer my question. <laughs> I
2: mean, well, that's how I feel like. Yeah, it, I mean, right?
1: no, it's it's a lot to unpack to come back to the original, you know, to to. <laughs> Yeah, you. I asked for a synopsis, and you you gave me an essay. Thesis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: It's, it's, no, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, not it's not well, as easy to question? say like it's oh it's not as easy as to say like yes this is right or this is wrong. That no, that's un- yeah, un- like, that's right,
1: understandable. It's 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 a lot to. I mean, it is a lot to unpack in that entire conversation of you know the the, the current climate of immigration in the United States. It's it's very multi-layered and you you went to several facets that i i didn't really think about it well at I, I really time. don't like to observe like a problem without
2: maybe having a possible solution i mean that's what a lot that's what really like uh is a big me. defect with a lot of uh talks that nowadays a, lot of, a people, lot of what a lot of talks nowadays okay. people like to bitch about well, I don't know if I can say that, but people yeah, you like say whatever you conversations, want. You people mean? like to complain about a lot of things, but they don't offer up a sustainable or even plausible solution to it and they just want to complain, complain, complain. Now fix it. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. Practicality. Granted, I know freaking like that isn't my area of expertise. That that's not what really I know. So but that's just kind of my thoughts around this surrounding the situation and a plausible, maybe a plausible solution is it would it work? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not.
0: What was your family doing in Bolivia that they had the money to come over and do visas and stuff? What was their like employment in Bolivia? Where
2: my father was a college dropout. He was uh, studying medicine. Uh, his father died when he was seven years old, and he was basically having to kind of fend for himself around that time point. He uh, worked and also went to school at the same time. He found that that field really wasn't giving uh, any money because there was even medical. Like, yes, over there. Yes. Oh, wow. But he yeah. said it
0: was archaic. He said it was yeah. Like, yeah.
2: So, like, even today, there's a lot of people that are in medicine over there that are like rather working as taxi drivers because they gain more money that way. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's a, the medical over there is like Is it because of the
1: socialized system that's in place? Uh it's
2: I can't really say for sure, but I know just everything with medicine over there, and just the medical field, is a lot cheaper than it is over here because they don't have insurance companies. Yeah. You know, and insurance companies are the ones who drive the prices up or down, and basically what what we're feeling is because of the insurance companies. Yeah. They don't have that over there, and in the city that he's in, it's basically the hub for like centralized training for for medicine. Okay. Right? So there's an inf, there's an influx uh, so of people up. that can do that job as well. Yeah. yeah. With the so RPG yeah, so players. so now I'm not I'm not saying like I, I'm a complete professional, but I know what what's happening over there. Okay, yeah. That's but, um, so yeah, so he dropped out, and he was saying that people like in businesses that have their own business were making a lot more than uh than he was, and he was doing part time as well. Like he was, he's very artistic. He's good with like painting and doing everything else. He saw like that people like that have some type of business like, gain more. So I guess what he was uh, started to do. He started lying and saying, well, he was a little bit of an entrepreneur, too, and he started, yeah, he did a, He did what he needed to, to survive, the same thing as my no mom. drug
0: dealers? Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> not,
2: like, not like that. Okay. Or maybe, I don't know.
0: Entrepreneur. I don't know.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh, he would say, like, he was from Peru or something, so the people were like, oh, crap, he's, like, from another place, you know? Like uh-huh so freaking to like sell stuff. art and stuff yeah okay. so sell, sell that other stuff eventually until he went to the city that my mother was in and then uh they eventually met when I was there when i say the city i use that really lightly because when they eventually got together and bought their own plot of land i saw a picture of it it's like uh wouldn't a jaguar come out and freaking attack you i mean <laughs> i understand you're by the lake but uh um, <coughs> yeah so they got a property by like a river and all that and um I remember from some of the stories that I uh, was talking with my aunt that would go visit my mom and my father like they literally had like livestock like chickens like like in the house like freaking sleeping under the bed or something you know? oh, yeah and, and freaking uh, the cows outside. I saw the picture it was it was literally like a like clay or mud it was like freaking a hut? yeah, pretty much, I guess so but your family
1: now your family owns businesses down there correct
2: now my father does my okay. my, I'm not so sure what the rest of the family does I know we have uh, some family members that are also in the aviation field and uh other them that are to kind of work with, work the land with like uh animals livestock and that and uh my dad after working here for well in New York for years and years he ended up selling his home over there in New York and uh He's, well part he was already had a building foundation over there, and he ended up making it a hostel over there in Bolivia that's so silly. that's what he's doing there. He only maintains it that's what he really does he's well he doesn't really do anything he's just like an overview of the manager, and then he has people that come in and do specific things, but he still whatever he can't fix is what he usually hires out and then to actual like attend people he has like uh, other people like uh, employees
1: and you said lately you've been going over mm-hmm. annually, I try yeah.
2: But freaking just for me, one ticket a round trip is usually over two grand, two thousand two hundred. Last year it went with uh with my girl Becky and freaking just the tickets alone were four
1: thousand five hundred around there. Jesus.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't it's not, it's not cheap. Yeah. And what are the
1: what, what what is the how long was the last time but you went earlier this year, like right at the end of last year? Well, yeah, I
2: always try to go around the Christmas time. Okay. And what's yeah.
1: what's what's from your last trip, what are the conditions like there now?
0: Is it hot when you go
2: during Christmas time? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, their summertime. Uh, When I go, well, I try to do it on most elevator trips, so I try to visit all the family, and I want to spend Christmas and New Year with my father, always. But I use the time around there to kind of see all my family members, freaking just kind of shoot the shit, and uh, just drink with them. Drinking is a big part of the culture down there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I tried, just because I know he's usually alone, you know, even though there's family there. Like, he has that, you'll see, like, Americans have a different type of attitude. You know, he claims that he's freaking Bolivian, but after staying here so long, he has, like, that different attitude now. Over there is kind of, I guess you say you could... Compare and contrast. To like the Japanese almost. You know how they're very polite. It was, you know, they have that social cues over there. in that specific city where he's at is also the same. You know, okay. Very polite. So he's a little bit more abrupt, like,
0: a what's brash.
2: Like, like what's common over here, yeah. New York, and, and freaking, and, so they and over there greedy. they don't. Yeah, and they don't really like that over there. So,
1: they, so what's but what's what's like the the like I said the living conditions there is it still you said it's. Now you said or it's when I went, yeah. like like now, the last time you went.
2: All right, no, 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 because no, there's a contrast from right now the situation, the political situation, and what's happening right now to when I left. so oh, the last, it's changed. It's changed that drastically in the last ten yeah, months. I, I just said like there was a revolution going on over there. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, it's it's pretty drastic to change right now. But no, but uh, when I left, I saw like uh, commerce has also increased a lot. I mean, technology is not up to par to the U.S. yet. Or uh but um it is growing. People uh, they bought a satellite I think about a decade ago. Or a little bit more, a little bit less around that time around that time frame and there's new cellular companies and they're uh they're also renting that out to uh other countries as well for their cellular uh needs. And yeah, it's just slowly but surely it's just sure. developing. Roads are getting built. Who
1: bought the satellite the, now?
2: The the country do. The country themselves like
0: shot one in orbit.
2: No, no, no. They purchased it. For, I, I don't. I can't remember it from where. You can probably look it up. But they purchased this uh, satellite to use. Oh, okay. Okay. Something
0: that somebody else launched, probably like China or Japan or something. Probably,
2: probably. Yeah. yeah.
0: So then, your dad still lives in like a remote part. No, no, no. He lives he live in, in the, in the city? city. No,
2: no. He lives in the city, city now where he was originally born. But back then, it's they call it. Uh, they call it a, a blanco or something like that. And It's basically—it looks like it's basically was frozen in time. You know, like when the conquistadors came, they made their little like villa. It's—they call it's because the, they have all the houses now are also ordained as well have to have that same feel. So it's like
0: a historic tourist town, almost. It's
2: supposed to be the capital, but uh, they moved the central government to La Paz. Yeah. During it's, the
0: revolution? During this recent revolution, no, or like a long time? A
2: long time ago. Yeah, so yeah, that country has a lot of sad history. Yeah. uh, Just in general. But uh, currently, it's just uh, because of this, of the president that's currently in in place, people are just in a lot of conflict and ideals and just don't want it anymore. There's even people that are like over here in the U.S. that are trying to put in their consent as well with uh, whichever view they're backing up. And just a lot of people are afraid that it'll be it's gonna be like Venezuela, here soon. Oh,
0: um, I, I remember a story that you told me about um, being on the farm and like I think it was one of your relatives um, and why you don't like to like go around water at night. Do you remember that? Oh, you, fuck, yeah, all right. Can you talk about that?
2: Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that one is, wasn't, didn't happen at night, but freaking, I just don't like freaking, it's just, all right, so when we were younger, like, uh, there was, like, a restaurant near, like, a lagoon, like, <laughs> that's connected, like, to a river and all that, Yeah. and people would, like, they have, like, the restaurant there, and they just freaking go in, they enjoy the water and the other stuff, too. Something, like, of course, I'm, well, I was young, I think it was around seven, and I was like, all right, freaking, uh, let me try this out, and I was thinking, you know, it's like the pool's over there, you know, it's that fun, but it's more nature outside, and all of a sudden, freaking, I was in the pool, and uh, I was like, kind of way crossing through there, and next thing I know, like, I feel like I kicked a log, but it was soft and smooth. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Turned around, fucking hobbled myself back. I was like, literally jumping like a kangaroo as fast as I could back to the shoreline. I go up to my family, and uh, my mother was there, my aunts were there, and I, was, I told them the story, and they were all just like nonchalant. And they was like, yeah, it was probably um, an anac- anaconda or something. I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're usually in the lake. I was like, fuck that.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking. That was fucking scary.
0: But weren't you telling me that there was, like, something that was, like, sucking the water? Oh, oh those
2: are, yeah, yeah, Those are uh, stories of how when they get, like, really, really big. Yeah, like, to, the,
0: talk about that. Tell me that story, because I remember you mentioned it. Like.
2: Uh, yeah, because uh, once they get, like, when they get to a particular size, like, the big snakes are known, like, to wrap themselves around trees and freaking try to catch anything that kind of falls to, like, say, like, on a, on a dip or anything. Uh-huh. But once they get to a certain size, it's hard for them like to actually like grab anything and freaking you know, hold on to it. And uh, from what my family says, once they reach like a certain size, like they're able to kind of like suck in some of like the the water and actually pull in like the prey into them and just grab them there, drag them into the water, and then wrap them up. That's yeah. They get pretty uh,
1: pretty big down there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> The ones that they find, like in Colombia, like the ones that like in the marsh are pretty <coughs> decent size. But in order like, to find the actual big, big ones, you have to go into like, the actual rivers and the actual like decent bodies. Of so, how water. far
1: from from where your where, where your family lives now is it? Is it from from an area like that?
2: No, it's developed so much to the place that uh, the pro- plot of property that they live in now mm-hmm. is now kind of considered uh, centric. Like it's increased. Dramatically, the size like the population in, mm-hmm. and the building, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, I remember growing up in most of those rows being dirt rows, and freaking you, I, they would always tell me to bring boots because uh, you needed the boots just to walk up like to a regular house. And this last time that I went there, were actually like there was actual pavement. And I was like, oh, shit. this is nice, yeah, like,
0: yeah, stepping it up.
2: Are you going back this year? I would like to, but uh, economically, it's very hard, so it might be until like uh. I'm currently working, like, with the Air Force under a contract. And um, hopefully, if that contract ends, I might go after that. Or when I'm economically stable enough to do that.
0: Um, yeah. yes,
1: so how's um, how's your mom doing? She's still, she's still currently in New York, correct? Yeah, she's still currently in New York. I think she's
2: retiring I think she's retired I'm not quite sure what that <laughs> she always talks about it but she's that's just the way that she always was it was she's just a like, worker go 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 yeah. go I mean that's the only way that they survived really uh, but we never really went to into how they how they met and then how they got over here yeah you tell us so, about that so picking up from from the last part I guess uh, well, my father and my mother had met in a city called Santa Cruz. And that's where we have... Well, where my mother also yeah, has... Like yeah, a skateboarding hub in
1: California. <laughs>
2: well, in Bolivia. They met there. They eventually had, uh, well, my two sisters there and my two brothers. But um, my first bro- the oldest brother, I believe, was born a stillborn. Okay. And then uh, my other brother... When he was born, I think he was born after my eldest sister. He was alive, but just because of bad medical care, like uh, he ended up dying. And then my sister was born, and uh, I think that's when uh it was the pictures. Those pictures that I saw, they it it, was, it looked very rural. I and I also remember hearing like a couple of stories as well. Just about uh. I kind of left the dangers, because there was, like, a lot of snakes around there. And they, thankfully, they had pets that were, like, really smart. Like, a uh, cat actually saved the middle child, Malu from getting bit by a snake. It ended up dying, but, um, it saved her, so, like, it bit her out of the way. So, like, she went crying to so my mother, but then they found out that it was fighting with the snake. The snake ended up killing it. Man, yep.
0: that's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. They say that that's why cats were domesticated so much earlier than dogs was because they used them to control pests and stuff like that
2: and now they're just uh assholes pretty much they
0: still control pests do they kill so like lazy ass freaking cats nowadays that are pampered feral cats kill like so many fucking birds every year millions
1: it's a large Insane. number. They kill, yeah, <laughs> rabbits. Uh, no, dude, they're like birds. killing the population. Yeah, birds, rats, they're and rabbits. Legitimate they, threat. they murder them.
2: Freaking put them in the sewers in New York. Freaking hopefully get those No, birds. those rats
1: right there are, are, are different animals. Freaking, uh. <laughs> That's a different breed. Splinter.
2: Master Splinter.
1: So does your mom go yeah, back and no, forth at all? Do.
2: Uh, yeah, she's freaking all the time, actually. Yeah, she likes traveling. My grandmother, my only surviving grandparent, is currently in Brazil. It's because we have an aunt over there that's uh, kind of taking care of her. Okay. And then I think before that, she was with my other aunt in Peru.
1: So,
0: (laughs) what do you do when you're in Bolivia, besides, like... Drink? Do you yeah. Oh. No. Just like, kinda of see the sites. Uh this last time yeah, around that's what, said, I mean, what are the sites like? What do you go? Do you ever
1: go like to the salt flats and everything?
2: Uh, we didn't have the chance, unfortunately. Freaking we, uh, we well, from my prior experience as usual, oh, you just get there, you can do whatever you want basically, but uh, things just kinda of became a little bit more stringent. And uh, I took Becky with me last time and she
1: almost died yeah she didn't fare well (laughs) (laughs) she
2: She had a white girl mouth (laughs) done as well she got salmonella which granted it might have been my fault too because uh, I ended up taking her to a witch doctor but she had she had uh, she had like that she didn't know what it was but she couldn't breathe really over here and they kept on and she also had pains like in her stomach as well and over here like all the medical doctors were like all right you just need therapy you just need to do this and it wasn't working for like freaking two years I and mean, then plus it's pain. like high
1: altitude too
2: isn't it no, no no it was below sea level and um well they couldn't freaking tell what the heck was wrong with her she they couldn't pronounce what was, what was wrong and she was paying, like, 250 bucks, like, every week for about a year to, like, to the, to the physical therapist and massage therapist. I'm like, no, like, over here is a lot cheaper. Let me take you to a witch doctor. Because, like, my cousin was like, oh, no, freaking, uh like, my, well, his, his mother, my aunt, was like, nah, 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 she went there and I uh, got cleared up. I'm like, yeah, let's go fucking check it out. I'm like, yeah, that's worse. On the way there, there was, like, a little, like, emu or ostrich. I don't know what they were. She took pictures with it. She didn't want to pet it though. I was like, why? Like, I thought all white girls loved uh, animals and shit. But uh, yeah, we go to the witch doctor, and he was a, he he was like, no, it's uh, because of your sinuses, because you can't breathe, and uh, it's probably internally you have probably have some type of mineral buildup, and gave her uh, a little like a drink. harabe. Uh, I don't know what that would be translated into English. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what you said. Alright, so we got that, he was just mixing it up with the water. We're like, alright, cool, we get back and like it was, so it was like a powder. No, it wasn't a powder. It was a liquid.
1: Oil. Okay.
2: Uh, no, it's not oil. What is it? So, so it's, tell us. A so it's liquid like it's, it's it's like it's like ro- it a it's, I guess the freaking It's essential like, oils. It's like a freaking uh robot or something, medicine, I guess. Medicine, yeah. Liquid medicine. So we he sold us a That he our, made though. Yeah, with uh, herbs and stuff. So, we go over, we start putting it into her drink, she drinks it, and uh, she was feeling a little bit better, but then...
1: How much DMT was in there? I don't know. But no fun, then... No.
2: But she got better? She she was, no, she was feeling better initially, but then uh, we ended up going to the city where my dad is from, which is kind of at the <laughs> base of the Andes, it isn't quite the Andes just yet, it's like okay. right in the dead smack center in the, of the country, and um, we'll... There, she... I guess she was in so much pain. Like, she's, she was a freaking trooper. Like, she kept on going until she couldn't watch she, she just fucking dropped. And, um... We go to the... To the ER. We send... This is on Christmas Eve, I think. We go to the ER. They prognose her. And, and come to find out, it was... She... It was because of salmonella, but we... She ended up having salmonella that, that was dropped there. But as the witch doctor also prognosed... It was because she had sinus problems, and she had uh, a stone uh, in her left ovary, or a left, no, I forget what they call it. A cyst? Oh, there we go, a cyst. A cyst in her left ovary, and that's what was giving her all these uh, pains. Abdominal pains. And, and freaking, nobody could freaking tell why, or actually took the time to actually properly diagnose her. And my aunt is over there is actually a, a well known, uh, well-known doctor. Over there. Okay. So, with her guidance, we can all the medicine, the ER, even the stuff for um, for the salmonella, uh, the treatment for her uh, ovarian cysts and the sinuses. All of that costs like three hundred dollars. Jesus
0: Christ. Yep. Fuck yeah! Let's go to Bolivia. No, 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 no I surgery? am good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Though.
1: We were talking about that last night. Is like, is 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 fucked up, and as as is much issues as we have within this country right now, I don't want to fucking be anywhere else,
2: because yeah, everywhere else is a lot worse. Fucked up, fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's why I freaking it kind of boggles my mind because like we see these people like in Portland, Oregon, freaking waving like the. Where? Portland. No, say that other word. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyhow, in Portland, and are freaking waving like the communist flag, like oh this is what we want here, blah blah blah. But on the other side of the world, we could see people who actually want like dude, we've had people here.
1: in this country waving Nazi flags for years. What, what did yeah. you think was gonna happen?
2: Yeah, well, like, you, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like people are kind of just spoiled over here. No. Yeah,
1: they're off their fucking rocker. Yeah. But but see, it's a good argument though for a lot of these like like. A lot of your, a lot of your underdeveloped countries and all the other shit, people are a little bit more happier because they they enjoy the little things in life. While we are fucking, you know, we we don't we we're not fighting to figure out what our next meal is on a day to day basis. So all so this, we the, have to fight yeah, another, you fill those holes. Something with, else to bitch about, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's but yeah, I mean, we're 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 all going to hell. Nah. At least this country <laughs> is right now. We're, nah, nah. Just, yeah. half of them need to Burn die we'll be
0: good.
2: Down. Yeah. that's a little bit drastic but no but a, a lot of just, times uh, call for drastic measures it's, it's, nothing's drastic here right now no nothing like I love how people are like oh my god this country's going to shit right now no we're still freaking doing pretty good Bolivia right now is going to shit there's people like I can show you photos of freaking no, people getting freaking their heads bashed in with their whole cheek actually open because people are throwing dynamites into crowds Yeah. Fuck, they're attacking the elderly. There's also people that are, like, attacking businesses. That's why my dog, my dog, my dad, <laughs> freaking barricaded himself in... Um, in the in his, Yeah, in his hostel. He ended up getting a, a good amount of supplies and stuff, but uh, yeah, I called him to what see how it he was over? doing. Because of the presidency, because they just had uh, elections again, and they're saying there was fraud within the elections, and... Uh,
0: so then why are they they're just rioting
2: and they don't give a fuck they're just destroying everything uh there's sections of people who are rioting trying to get him out of out of uh out of seat then there's other people who still want him there then there's I, probably other people that are just taking advantage of all the chaos that's doing a lot of stuff just a power struggle. and then some yeah and then some people just like if you're with that other group they're actually attacking you if they find out that you're with an opposing group like it doesn't matter who you are so
0: well goddamn. Yeah. I think I'll stick to my fucking, uh, pedophiles for mayoral fucking (laughs) around here. Tony Thomas, yeah. (laughs) Vote him in, vote him out, do something. So, that's a fucking, that's a, that's a hot topic, right? Fucking, we just had our, uh, mayoral race, and, um, Tony Thomas is doing a runoff against a guy who's wearing a fucking Trump hat, so it's like, who... I never thought that I would have to choose between a pedophile and a Trump fan. Like, I mean, not that I'm going to vote because I never do, but, you know, the thought. These are the reasons why I don't. You want to speak on that at all?
1: I mean, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an Did awkward situation. No, I wasn't here. I was out of town. I wasn't here.
0: Because we're getting a new mayor, right? It looks uh, like. No,
1: he's going to a runoff as well. They're yeah, going to So
0: then when does the runoff
1: happen? Uh, December.
0: Word. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, he's going to a runoff Highly as well. Highly we contested you know,
0: local offices.
1: Well, Nunez, thanks for coming in and, and sharing some of your story. And uh, you've always been a, a good sociopathic friend to have around. Why, yeah. why do you say this about me? Because What have you guys said about me on this show beforehand?
0: nothing actually I
1: don't actually no I don't think we've ever talked about you yeah alright cool I posted some of the videos though what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie that's a I lie I did any of the videos from back the day but yeah um, for those of y'all that are listening uh, this won't come out for you to get involved in what we're doing today but um, <coughs> this will probably come out on Monday this Friday we will be at service yeah. Yeah. So this Friday for... will be at service for that's
0: where Jamie's at no. well I don't know that she's there right now but that's what she's doing is gearing up for her upcoming play y'all already know Beauty and the Beast uh, at Service Brewing November I want to say 15th through the 23rd I believe um, we will be there opening night there will be other um, guests from the show who will be in attendance if you want to come out and meet up um, I think Cat will be there as well as uh, yeah,
1: Cat's for, uh, the young lady we <laughs> had on Kiss My Black
0: Ass. Yeah, there was another person who is going to be there as well. I think um, that I can't think of now, but we'll fucking post it on Facebook or something. Then.
1: Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, Some of y'all want to come through? Oh,
0: Wesley, Wesley will be there. Wesley's yeah, well, yes, Wesley's, Wesley's in the play. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So come out. See Wesley uh, act in Beauty and the Beast. It's going to be fucking hilarious. It always is. Uh, And yeah, get a beer. Nunez, what do you want to leave off... uh, What do you want to leave the listeners with? What do you want your statement to the listeners to be? It could be anything from I like pizza to peace to the world. Never mind. Go ahead. What? No. Go, no ahead. go ahead, please. please he said you could edit this afterwards, can't yeah. yeah, we can edit this afterwards, right? Go ahead. We all know how much you love to do that. Yeah, I'm good. Come uh, on, brother. Yeah, just Let do your man. Just you
1: know, leave the people with a, one of your aspiring quotes. Uh, we know you're voting for Trump in 2020, so... <laughs> so, uh, thank you. I don't... <laughs> Like, like, leave you, leave you want to leave the guest with some, or not the guest the audience with some words of wisdom. Well
2: shit! Regarding what?
1: Though? Whatever just you something want to. Funny or whatever. Yeah, or you could just, you could just say how good you love Little Caesars Pizza. I mean, whatever you want to do. Uh. Make better, better financial choices. <laughs> 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 Do you want to talk about your uh, quarter-life crisis
0: while we're here? <laughs>
1: it's not a quarter... I've been wanting that car forever,
2: and freaking just so happens I found one. You one had top. one before. No, I had a 91.5 Firebird. It was a six-liter. This one's an uh, eight-liter. A liter. six-seater? It was not an six-cylinder. Six-liter is um, what he
0: said, but he meant cylinder.
2: Uh, this one's a eight-cylinder. And with only... Well, when I bought it, it only had about 22,600 miles.
0: It's a lot better than the old ones. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for tuning in. As always, holler at us on the Facebook. Uh, Give us some hate mail. Let us know if you want to be a guest. Let us know uh, what episodes have been most interesting. What do you think our best ones is? Who does the best intros? Various other forms. Nunez just shit himself, but we're not going to acknowledge it. I didn't just talk about it.
1: As always, you see Singer out in the streets.
0: Yeah, holla at me. Run these hands. What's up? Fuck with it. Goodbye.